0: Jesus, by your Spirit's power, give us eyes to see his glory through Christ we pray. Amen. Today's scripture reading, first one is from Micah 6 1 to 8. Hear what the Lord says Arise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the indictment of the Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has an indictment against his people, and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? How have I wearied you? Answer me, for I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O my people, remember the Balak king of Moab devised and what Balaam the son of Boor answered him and what happened from Shittim to Gila that you may know the righteous acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, The second reading is from 1 Corinthians 1, 18-31. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that it is written, let the ones who boast, boast in the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts Be pleasing and acceptable to you, oh God, our rock and our redeemer. I feel like today is a big day for us together. I have officially been here for three years as of yesterday. In most relationships, there is not much significant about three years, but in a pastor-congregation relationship, three years means something pretty important. We've been through an entire lectionary cycle together. You've officially heard everything I have to say about the Bible. Amen. Go home. Although there are those weeks where I was away on vacation or study leave, and there are four or five choices of scripture each week in the lectionary, so there are always all of those ones that I didn't get to yet. Plus, we're always learning new things together and finding ourselves in a different point in time. So there is certainly always something new to say, even if it can be a little bit harder to find these days. And let's face it, the world is not helping with that because we humanity, keep messing up and hurting each other in the same old ways, decade after decade and century after century. Now, I don't believe that the world is getting worse. I genuinely believe that Theodore Parker was right when he said, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. But we do have more access these days to the knowledge of everything that is happening around the world, and we have fast access to it. Think about how quickly everyone seems to know about a celebrity death these days. This morning, I knew within minutes of Punxsutawney Phil being pulled from his hole that he had not seen his shadow and had predicted in early spring. We are constantly hearing about all the things that are going wrong in the whole entire world. You can find good news out there, but you usually have to be purposefully looking for it. It can feel so overwhelming to see everything that's going on all around the world. It's this volume of knowledge of what's happening in the world that gets so overwhelming. Just a few hundred years ago, you only knew what was happening on the other side of the world because of rumors and fairy tales brought from the rare faraway traveler or explorer. Today, we know what is happening around the world with relative accuracy within hours. And there is so much, it can make one feel helpless against it all. Groundhog Day was not always as huge a deal as it has become these days. 1993 was a game changer for Punxsutawney's tourism trade, at least for one weekend a year, because that's the year that the movie Groundhog Day came out. In Groundhog Day, Bill Murray plays a grouchy weatherman, Phil, who is sent for the fourth year in a row to Punxsutawney to cover groundhog day. He thinks the whole thing is stupid. He refers to it as the weather forecasting rat. He hates the small town, and he is very, very salty about having been sent there yet again. But while there, he finds himself trapped in Punxsutawney for an extra night by a snowstorm. When he wakes up the next morning, it's February 2nd, groundhog day, All over again. Phil gets stuck in a time loop reliving the same Groundhog Day every single day for what we assume in the movie is years. If you would like to be precise, according to Hollywood Insider, the director of the movie once said Phil was trapped in Groundhog Day for ten years even though the original plan in the screenplay was to have him trapped for 10,000 years. According to the website Wolf Nards, which ran the numbers, I don't know who has that kind of time on their hands, Phil was actually trapped for eight days, eight months, and 16 days. Now, I am sorry if you haven't seen this movie and that this is a spoiler for you, but it is a pretty predictable comedy that's been around for nearly 30 years, so I don't feel too bad if I blow it for you. In that eight years, eight months, and 16 days of living in a time loop in a blizzard in Punxsutawney on Groundhog Day, Phil eventually comes to the conclusion that while things aren't changing around him, He can change. By the end of the movie, he is no longer the terrible grouch he was at the beginning of the movie. He goes from doing anything he can to try to escape being stuck in what he perceives as being the worst place ever to helping people, being kind. Eventually, the culmination of all these small changes, helping his cameraman carry the equipment, bringing coffee to the crew, is what releases him from the time loop and allows him to wake up finally on February 3rd. Many of us are keenly aware of the upcoming presidential election. It is only February, and yet it's everywhere on the news. You can't avoid impeachment talk if you try. And we should all vote, all of us. But we cannot rely on participation in politics as the answer to the world's problems. If we see cleaning up DC, whatever that looks like, depending on which side we've chosen as being the solution, we are A, going to be waiting a very long time, And B, we're missing what Paul is saying in 1 Corinthians. That's just the sort of foolish world wisdom that Paul is talking about in this letter to the Corinthians. Yes, civic participation is important. But it is not the answer to spreading the witness of Jesus and bringing real freedom to the people around us. Should we send money to the Presbyterian Disaster Agency and the Red Cross and World Vision and other aid organizations when there are disasters or to help sustain their battle against poverty? Absolutely. But that is also not the answer to centuries-old problems that plague the world. That is just sometimes another way of foisting our gospel responsibility off onto somebody else out there. The world's wisdom is those who think differently than you on the big issues are what's wrong with the world. The gospel's wisdom is everyone around you matters because we are united to one another in Jesus Christ who died for our sins on the cross. The world's wisdom is support the big causes that you believe in and things will change for the better. The gospel's wisdom is your everyday life and the way you go about daily interactions matters in the grand scheme. We too are given a deceptively simple, yet incredibly hard to carry out, way out of the loop of terrible stuff around us. There is no fancy trick to escaping the seemingly endless yuck in the world. It's as simple as Phil learning to be kind to the people around him, to genuinely look out for them and stop thinking about himself and his fixation on leaving Punxsutawney. I've heard the verse, Micah 6, 8, um, half-jokingly referred to as the best chapter in all of Micah. This is because it builds and builds and builds this feeling of pent-up, what do you want from me in this disaster of a world, God? And the answer is simply to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. It starts small. It starts with handing a few bucks to someone who's homeless without worrying about what they're going to buy with it. It starts with letting go of your high view of yourself and realizing that the people around you are just as important as you are. I always tell my kids to remember, there is nobody in this world who is worth more than you are. And there is also nobody in this world who is worth less than you are. It starts with just saying, hey, not cool, man, when someone makes a racist or a sexist comment or talks behind someone's back. It starts with asking someone around you genuinely interested questions about themselves. I have this friend who's so good at this. I have to really work hard to turn it around and get a chance in to ask him about his family and work. And it also makes him the sort of person everyone immediately likes. Be like that friend. Make people feel like they matter to you. It starts with feeding someone's parking meter or paying for the car behind you at the drive-thru or telling a harried, frustrated mom at Target she's doing a great job and she'll get through it. None of these things are going to erase the sin in the world. That's not our job. That's Jesus' job. But they do change us, and they gradually change the way people around us see us and our faith and the world around them, and it's contagious. So while I am confident that we will all wake up tomorrow and it will be February 3rd rather than today again, I am also confident that tomorrow morning, the news will still be full of disgusting nonsense that makes many of us wanna go back to bed and ignore the world. I am also confident that you, my dear faithful friends, Sitting here with me this morning can make a difference if you let go of the time loop of bad news and embrace the call in your day-to-day life to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God.
0: Amen.